left my side. I lost all feeling, girl, I'm jaded. She goes, can we talk about d- difficult in-laws, please? Oh, and man. how to deal with difficult family members. I'm going to let you take this one away. I have a lot to add to this one, too. Oh, man. I mean, Ever. you do. And that's the funny part. We both have a lot to add to this. I tried to get it to know his mother. And sometimes she'd be normal. Other times she's screaming at me on the phone, calling me the C word, calling me a dumb bitch. Like... And it would just be so random. I mean, because that's an alcoholic's mindset. If like, I feel like we already talked about this when hurt people hurt people. Um, and then alcohol being like the factor in that. Um, yeah, she would just call me like, and I'd hang up on her and then she'd leave me these nasty voicemails for hours. Like I'm talking like I would have 20 plus voicemails. What is up, y'all? You are listening to Big T Energy with your host, Tiffany Hart and Tara Keen. Now, if you're listening to this on the day it's released, happy early Thanksgiving. If not, I hope you had a great holiday. You got drunk as fuck. You shoved your face full of food. And there was zero, like literally next to none, family drama. I hope that for you all. On today's episode, we are answering your all's advice. You guys wrote in about sex drive, about difficult in-laws, and what to do when you're meeting your boyfriend's kids for the first time. And we give you everything we got, ladies. You know how it goes. I'm sure after the holidays, you're feeling a little less pep in your step. And boy... Do I got the fix for you? That's right. Strike Force Liquid Energy. All you do is take your 16 ounce liquid energy packet, put it in some water. Truly, shit, put it in some wine. I don't care. Then boom, you got your energy along with potassium and vitamin B. It comes in four flavors original, grape, orange, and lemon. And because they are an amazing sponsor of ours, you get 20% off your entire order with code B. That's right. So let's go to strikeforceenergy.com, get you some energy, get back in the game, and uh, save you 20% off with code BTE. Okay, ladies, I am coming to you woman to woman, and I'm asking you a huge, huge favor. If you have an iPhone and you have the podcast app on there, head on over to iTunes. And if you can rate the podcast at five stars and leave us a great review, it would mean the world to me. I hear from so many of you personally about how much you guys love the episodes and how much you guys love the podcast. And if you guys can take literally five minutes out of your day and do this for us and get our rating back up with some of these motherfuckers giving us one stars, that would not only mean so much to me, but really help out this podcast a lot. Sometimes it's the smallest little things that truly do make a difference. And to show you just how thankful I am for you guys taking the time out of your day to do this for us. We're going to do a massive giveaway here soon. And we're going to choose from the people who left us five star reviews just to say big old thank you since I can't come to your house personally and kiss your face. Okay, so that's enough for me. Let's get into episode 14 here. 
with Oh Man, Don't You Love Them, Toxic in Love. my gravity, always with the drama, so you win an academy. Should've listened to my mama when he said he was bad for me. Quit with his savagery, all your friends at me. All them whole snacks and nigga watching his calories. Used to be if he'd ever leave any cavalry, not pass you out casually. Smile so happy. Oh my god, I love this. Okay, first of all. I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Uh, uh, it's wonderful because we have... A fiance on hey. our hands here, dude. Uh-huh. How happy, excited, relieved are you right now? Um, yes to all of it. <laughs> Very all of it. You know, it's just yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I didn't see it coming. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to even say. <laughs> I am shooketh. That's a good thing. Like guys purposely plan it because they don't want you to see it coming. Right. And he, I don't know. He just knows what to do um, in order for me not to find out. But I don't know. He kind of tipped me off a little bit because he was acting kind of funny the day before. And I was like, what is going on? Like, why are you so upset right now? It had really? nothing to do with me. <laughs> that that whole thing, like when it, when you think like a guy wants to break up with you or like something like that, that's how I've been feeling. I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, what's going on? Couldn't have been further from the truth, honestly. Like, Yeah, the complete opposite. He wanted to spend the rest of his life with you. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But for some reason, guys do that. And I heard about it and I was like, well, I'll never be able to tell because he's so, he's just so chill about everything that I'm just like, ah, man, I'll never be able to tell. And what do you know? I couldn't tell. Do you think that, internally they're like i have to act so not like i'm about to propose to her so maybe in turn they act the complete opposite whether they like mean to or not right just totally like you know just like shut everything off that that's why some girls think that and then the next day they're getting proposed to and they're like oh that's why because he was so afraid to like give it away that he like literally (laughs) turned everything off yeah i mean honestly i think so and I mean, they're nervous. Like, I mean, he knew I was going to say yes. Like well, he yeah. knows by now how much I love him. Um, but man, like what a great surprise. Cause honestly, the day did not start off great. So, well, like lay the picture, play, you know, paint the picture for us. How did it all turn out? We all want to hear. Yeah. So, I mean, we had woken up and we were going to go to the botanical gardens like early in the morning and then have like a full day of fun in Dallas. And we're about to leave. And he looks at me and was like, I just threw up. And I was like, you just threw up. What? He's like, yeah, I've had this horrible headache since I woke up. And I was just like, oh no, like that's not good. Like you're probably getting a migraine. Like when I get migraines, I get really nauseous. And so I tried to get him to sip water. He threw that up. Like anything that would go down his throat, he threw up. So I was like, that's it. We're not doing anything today. Go to bed. So, man, he was asleep till 2.30 in the afternoon. He woke up um, momentarily before that. And I was like, no, you sound horrible. Go back to bed. Like, we'll just get through this. And you could tell he was so disappointed. Like, but we were supposed to have a fun day. And I'm just like, I know, babe. And I'd already gotten ready. Um, And I was like, I know. But what's more important is that you feel good. Like, because Mm -hmm. we're going to be busy today. Like, it's fine. So he finally wakes up at 2.30. I literally make this man eat a full sleeve of Ritz crackers. 
Good. Because I'm like, <laughs> crackers are bland. You need something in your stomach. Like, come on, like eat. So he does and he keeps it down. He's like, all right, let's go. We're going to dinner. And I'm like, okay, like that's fine. As long as you're feeling better, like let's just take it easy. And he's like, hey, but first I want to stop at these ponds in this country club because, you know, for fishing purposes. And if you guys don't know this, like he is a huge fisherman. Like he's a, he fly fishes and he taught me how to fly fish. So that's kind of like our thing we like to do together. And while he's here, he's tried to find good ponds to fish in. So I think nothing of it. I'm like, of course we are. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And we get there. We're looking at ponds. He's holding my hand. And he looks at me and was like, I'm not here to look for bass ponds. And I was like, what? And he's just like, I've been waiting forever to do this. And Aww. he like just drops down on one knee and is like tearing up talking to me. Oh my and I'm tearing up and I'm just like, what? Like, what is going on? <laughs> and so he pulls out the ring and my hands are over my mouth. Like, I'm just shocked. And he's just like, can I have your hand, please? And so I gave him my hand and he slips it on. And I just, you know, I surprisingly didn't cry as much as I thought I was going to. Sure. Um, but I was, I think I was just so happy in that moment that I couldn't cry. And then he proceeds to tell me that this was not the original plan. He had gotten a hold of a photographer that works for Curves, Edward, and he was going to do it early that morning. Um, but because, you know, he had gotten so sick, he had to cancel and he just felt so bad about it. And I was like, I don't even care in that moment. You know, I just, I'm here with you and we're getting married. Like, that's so yeah. amazing to me. Um but yeah, so oh, it was like super God. sweet, super simple. Like I would never like want any, I, I would never want anything elaborate. I'm not that kind of person. Um, but it was perfect because it was just the two of us. Would I have loved to get photos? Absolutely. But you know what? This nice couple that was around the ponds, because it was in the country club, like super nice country club. They um, took some photos for us. So I was like happy with that. And then we went out and celebrated the rest of the night and it was perfect. It was sincerely Aww. perfect. And even the more perfect part is I get to spend the rest of my life with my best friend. So I know like that. Actually, I saw you. Like, you sent me a picture. So like I'm on my way to North Carolina driving. <laughs> I like so I really like text at Tara that day. Like, hey, I hope everything with Walter is going great. You know, and you having fun. You're like, dude, he's sick. And I was like, no, like I was so bummed for you guys. And then, like, randomly, you just sent me a picture of you and him. And I was like, you know, I'm just driving. I'm like, oh, yay, for pictures, though. Like, you know what I mean? Because I knew he was sick. And you, you, you were like, no, Tiff, look. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I literally I could not play your voice recordings in public because you were screaming so loud. I literally almost lost my voice screaming I was so happy for you like I don't think you understand like I was oh because I knew you've been like waiting for this moment and wanted it so much I was so happy for you um but yeah you showed me the pictures I was like they got good pictures so I had assumed there was a photographer there so yeah no there wasn't but honestly it worked out perfect and I'll I'll have that memory forever and it's I know. just you know I I mean I have the memory forever on my hand right now he did good yep he did good. The ring is beautiful. It's so simple like, and it's so it's perfect. Gorgeous. And, oh, I'm yeah. obsessed with it. And I'm obsessed with him. He knows I'm obsessed with him. So it's fine. Oh, oh my gosh. Like literally when you were telling me this story and how he got down on one knee, I started to get goosebumps and like choke up. Like I'm so happy for you. Like I love this so much. 
I, <laughs> I'm just so happy. Like, yeah, you know, it's all in like a man's time and it is. I'm just happy. Like I wasn't one of those people who are like, when are we getting married? When are we getting married? Because I just, I don't know. I just don't ever want to be like that. Yeah. But didn't and you so, for like, a little bit do that with him? Kind of like bring up yeah, engagement or marriage kinda, for a little bit? like bring it up and he would just kind of be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I just stopped because I was like, you know what? Like it's going to be way more meaningful when he decides he's ready. And, you know, it's just it was perfect timing, honestly. I was talking about this with some friends tonight. I feel like with men, sometimes like... I feel like in their head they know when they're going to propose in a way or like they want to. But sometimes I feel like the minute that their their girl brings it up, right? They're like, oh, shit. Well, now I have to wait like probably an extra few months because like I don't want to like just propose like when I was going to because she just brought it up. But I don't want it to seem like I'm just doing it because she brought it up. I want it to be a surprise. Right. And, you know, like, guys, I feel like really, at least from what I've been told from men who like plan it, like they put a lot of thought and effort into it. And I'm sure... You know, Walter was a little bit like, man, kind of bummed that he couldn't, you know, execute the plan that he wanted. But like, obviously, I feel like to the woman, it's, it's no matter what, for the most part, it's like yeah, perfect. And, and that's you know what, what I, mean? I told him. Exactly. That's what I told him. I was like, no, this is perfect. You're perfect. I love you. And hey, we have plenty of other opportunities to get photos. Like we'll get our engagement photos done. And then when we get married, we'll get photos done. So there'll be plenty of photos to be had. Do you think there's women out there who've been proposed to before under like the conditions that they never like that they, you know, didn't imagine, like maybe they weren't up to par or like maybe got not like the best ring that they wanted and said no because of it? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> People are guys- dense, dude. They're dense. Dude, if you guys know anyone or any stories like that, share them cuz I'm curious to hear. Like could you imagine like you know, so when like your boyfriend like kneels down at a baseball game and you're like, no, I will not get proposed to at a baseball game and like say no in front of like everyone because <laughs> it was on a jumbotron instead of like what you wanted. Right. It was not in like a serene garden with like candles that spelled out marry me. I mean, yeah. those things, I think those things are so cool and it's so well thought out. Like this man, sure. like those men really think it far out, but like. I don't I don't know. Maybe that's not like your man's personality. But yeah. he was telling me like all these other plans he had made and he was like, No, it didn't seem right. No, it didn't seem right. And then the one that seemed right and felt right to him, he couldn't do. Like I, I, know, I felt he bad. Was, like, puking, the poor guy. This man was literally about to go do it anyway. And but I was like, No, go to bed. I'm glad he did. It worked out perfectly. It really it did. did. It really did. And I'm I'm just I don't care. <laughs> I'm getting yeah. married like to the love of my life. I don't care. OK, well, so let me ask you this now, because I am I, I don't know if you've thought about it or not. But do you guys think you're going to do like a wedding wedding, like a big wedding, a small wedding, a, like something quick and sweet? Like what do you know? Um, Yeah, we kind of talked about it yesterday. And, you know, we've both already been married previously mm-hmm. and did the whole big wedding thing. And to me, like. <laughs> I, I like I don't want to offend anybody by saying this, but I'm just going to say it because that's my opinion because I've done it. Um, I think weddings are a waste of money. <laughs> I agree. Um, and I because I've only because I've done it twice. Right. I get it. And like it's it's just I don't I don't know. Like I feel like the whole thing, too, is like marriage to people 
it seems more nowadays, and I can be guilty of that too, is about, you know, the party and like the the superficial thing when honestly marriage is so much more than that. And I wish I would have known that when I was younger, to be honest with you, that it's not about like, oh, the ring and just saying you're married. It's, mm-hmm. it's like so much more than that. And that's why like, I mean, yes, my wedding was so fun, but like, oh yeah, my first one was a blast. You know, it's just, eh, eh. I'd rather, I'd rather just celebrate with our family and like a couple of close friends and call it a day. Sure. I'll say this. Like if you have the money and by means, not if you, but if your parents have the money and they're forking it over, like sure. If they want to give you an awesome wedding, take advantage of it. Whatever. Heck yeah. But hey, actually, no, take that money, go on an awesome honeymoon and then put a down payment on the house. Well, I agree. But I'm just saying like there are some, here's the thing. I really feel like there are some people out there who've been dreaming about their wedding since they were a young kid. And like it means to the world to them. And if that's their thing, like that's their thing. Like for me, it was like I never really wanted a big wedding. My first one was pretty big, but I mainly did it because of my my family. Right. Like my mom's side is like one of 16 kids. There's like 100 cousins on it. Like it was like a big family reunion. It was like a huge party. I loved just having everyone there and we were all dancing our faces off and like drinking like crazy. And it was a blast. And that's the reason why I did it. However, did it put me like I mean it didn't put me in any debt luckily but did I have a huge bonus from the military that was like $30,000 I literally spent almost all of it on the wedding yeah which right it should have gone to something else like him and I didn't even really have a honeymoon because I couldn't afford it and he didn't pay for a single thing so not (laughs) yeah and so even, even the second one like we did a quick one in Vegas but that's still like you know I still I think it paid like six grand for that and I know and to me, I'm like, man, we could have gone on a really great vacation somewhere and not start our marriage in debt or like, yes, just like you said, put a down payment on the house. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, have your fun. But like, I guess coming from both like two people who've done it before, like if you don't want it, don't do it. Like, save your yeah, money. Yeah, don't get married for the sake of a wedding. Like, yeah, because I did that the I, first time. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but even <laughs> yeah. like. I'm at my friend Robin's house right now. We were even talking about that. And she like, they just got married quickly, like, I guess in Tahoe or something or other. Like, and right. it, she said that the whole thing cost them like $900. <laughs> right. And I'm like, perfect. And you could take a bomb ass vacation somewhere for like super cheap too. Exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I no big wedding. What you're going to do. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. You could still have, you can still have a, a party. Like you can still like rent out a place at a restaurant. And like oh, have absolutely. people come in, you know what I mean? And yeah, well, good. Yeah, I'm I just so want excited. It to be like more of us, because that's like that's our focus. You know, we've just we're gonna be spending two years apart by the end of this distance, and like us getting married is like the turning point to hey, this distance is gonna be over. We get to start our life together. Like how like. How much more of a party can you have than that? You know what I'm saying? But that's like yeah. just my circumstance. Um, and man, I got the sweetest DM today from this like random dude. And he was mm-hmm. like, you and your man have set the standard for long distance military relationships. Aww. Like, And I was like, well, like it's not easy. Like I don't want to like act like I glamorize it because I don't. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, it's easy when it's with the right person and you just like know how to do it. And like distance isn't for everyone. So the fact that we beat the distance is awesome. 
but like I have a bunch of friends who have not beat the distance and it's heartbreaking, but Hey, if it's for you and that person's for you, you're going to get through anything. Yeah. It really takes, I mean, coming from someone who's like literally only done, I feel like distance relationships, it takes so much work on both parts and to like your love languages are going to alter a bit because you can only get so much. So like if your love language is physical touch, like your primary, you're not going to be fulfilled in that area. So you have to take what you can get, which might have to be quality time via over the phone or FaceTime. Right. And like, so for me, like I real, like I don't like the texting and I honestly don't really even like phone calls. Like for me, like FaceTiming was it. Like that's where I felt like we could be intimate. And then the communication and like that was where we were that was our intimacy was the communication part instead of being physical when we couldn't and right. then you do what you can like you know you yeah get creative and you figure out other ways to do things and you send each other gifts or i don't know but yeah you have to alter that until you're together and then right. when you're together maximize that time to its fullest right like my mine i think we've mentioned this before but mine's quality time and then words of affirmation the words of affirmation mm. is easy um, for long distance, but the quality time clearly isn't. Sure. Um, so like, I guess I've altered mine into quality time is like my nighttime phone calls that I get every night. Like that's my quality time with him. It's our time to catch up on the day and, you know, talk about the craziness, but it just alters. And then our quality time when we're together is going to be going fishing together and just doing things that we really love together again. Yes. Absolutely. And like knowing too that like, hey, we have like limited time together, like maybe three days. So like I'm going to try to not work as much or you're going to try not to work as much and we're not going to be on our phones. Like we're really going to be spending this time together. And exactly. exactly. And that's the hard part, too, because like life sometimes doesn't stop when you're like visiting each other. <laughs> no, no, obviously I mean, sickness shoot. doesn't. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I was even still like I had some nasty cold or something when he showed up here. And luckily, I'd felt better the day he got here. Mm -hmm. Um, But then he got sick. And it's just, you know, like, come on, come on. But the weekend still ended perfect. And, you know, he's on his way back to Hawaii right now. So it's always bitter down. But yeah, (laughs) you know, like I get to literally look on my left hand every day and he's right there with me. I fucking love that. Um, I do too. Do, it's, oh, it's, so, it's so pretty. I know. Uh, enjoy the high. Enjoy your cloud. Your cloud nine, because I love. I love that so much. Um, do you guys have like kind of like unwritten rules or like certain things that you guys do all the time um, when you guys are long distance just to make things easier? Like I know you said you have your nighttime phone calls, which is what I would do too, like nighttime Facetimes. But there was right. like also this like thing that we came up with that like when either of us like went out, there was like a lot of communication. The lines of communication were always open. Um, like we would have locations turned on just in case for like safety purposes, but also like to keep the horrible thoughts at bay. Right. And then like if him and I ever like went out to drink our like kind of rule, but it was like a respect thing was like, I'm going to FaceTime you when I get back so that, you know, I'm safe. You can see I'm back in my room and you don't have to like worry about anything. Now, granted, I don't know like if that was, I mean, yeah, but to me, like, because I had a trust issue. So, like, that's one of the things that, like, we did for ourselves that made things easier. Do you guys have anything that you guys do that makes the distance a little bit more tolerable like that or no? Uh, No. Honestly, like, we're both old people. So, (laughs) I don't ever go out 
it's just, I mean, it's open lines of communication. Like he tells me what he's doing. Um, even though I don't always ask, like he just tells me, I tell him, I don't know. Like we don't really have that trust issue thing going on. That's good. Yeah. And I don't think he's ever had his location on. I've never had my location on unless it was like something that I was just like feeling nervous about. And I'm like, Hey, I'm going to share my location just so you can make sure like I'm either in this spot still, or if I'm moving that I get home, but it's, it's definitely always been about safety. It's never been like, Oh, let me track you. Yeah. Let me track you. Um, and I've never had to do with that with him, honestly. That's good. I know. I'm trying to even think like when we turned that on in our relationship, but at one point, like, I do feel like it was like a safety thing. Like, Hey, you're in a weird area. Like, okay, let's just share it. And it was just like shared indefinitely from then on. But yeah, I will tell you that when it, when, if you have problems in your relationship and that's turned off, that, that is a red flag. Yeah. A thousand percent. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I will say that like, wait, read receipts are turned off all of a sudden or like your locations turned off. Like that's a little strange. Yeah, so, I mean, then it, again, at that point, like, then you kind of know something's wrong. And I feel like you correct. knew. Oh, um, yeah. But at the same time, like, you know what? I'm not perfect, though. I've had my moments where I'd be like, what is he doing? Like, you know, sure. we all have that moment. And you know what? That man has never given me any reason not to trust him. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just like, why am I acting like this? Because just at, like. Our own worst enemy sometimes. Our brain. Dude, the overthinking. I just get so sick of it sometimes. I'm like, why? Like, I don't do it all the time and I'm trying to get better at it. But like, sometimes I sit there and go, why am I doing this to myself? Like, I literally feel like I'm making up. I'm making up literally fake scenarios in my head that are giving me anxiety when there's nothing to even like, to even corroborate this. Like, calm it down, girlfriend. Like, chill. Like, nothing is literally happening right now. Why are you freaking out? we just we all of a sudden like we make this story up in our head and then we just keep adding to it and it's like and we make it worse and worse and worse and then you the best part is when you try to explain to someone they're like what the hell are you talking about yeah <laughs> yeah like, that's when crazy. i like bounce ideas off you and you're like tara are you serious and i'm like well i don't know like <laughs> and mine's definitely like when i'm hormonal like my anxiety gets really bad Um, when my hormones are raging and I feel like a lot of people are like that. So that's when I bounce ideas off of like you or Erica. Cause I'm like, am I being crazy? Cause I feel crazy right now. And there's no reason for this. Like none. Yeah. But that's, that's a good thing. Oh oh, dude, I'm going to tell you right now. So you know how like our last, my, our last period was pretty chill. Yeah. I know you had some cramps. Um, 10 days out. I'm actually at seven now. So for the last three days have been horrible. Um, I'm beyond bloated. Like, like I am like I'm drinking tons of water I'm eating tons of fiber like I'm taking probiotics I just like my body is just like yeah no and my tits hurt so bad they are so tender dude like I can't even wear a bra it hurts um of course my face is breaking out but the worst part is my irritability level is like 10 out of 10 Mm -hmm. um and that of course sucks especially when you're driving because like my patience when it comes to driving is like zero (laughs) yeah no I mean absolutely it's yeah oh yeah yeah but like i i think it's so crazy sometimes how no like just like last time it snuck up on us like oh hello here's you know aunt flo here to stay and then this time it's it's a very like you know aunt flo has like moved in her whole family like a whole week in advance and it's like bitch we're gonna like you know rummage through and kind of like make our home in you and make you 
like miserable for the first week right before we're just gonna and make I'm not, you feel horrible yeah i'm not really for it right now i'll tell you that so i'm sure like getting like not enough sleep doesn't help you there but still no and honestly like i i've had to prioritize my sleep because i realized like when i'm sleep deprived and yes i can function and work doing all the things that i do and i can do that fine i started noticing like how irritable and how easily set off I was mm-hmm. and I was just like no mm-mm. or I would just get really sad and I'm like why am I sad like I'm doing great and it would just be me being so tired yes it's so annoying I'm like a baby I feel like we all kind of are like if without enough sleep and without adequate food like we are cranky human beings like yeah. just yeah like feed me and give me some sleep I don't know how people there are some people out there who get very minimal amounts of sleep. Like I'm talking about maybe four hours a night at the most. And they are highly functional. At least they come across to be highly functional human beings. And I got to be honest, I'm a little bit jealous of that. Right. Like just a little bit. Yeah. I, I mean, man, I could do that for the longest time. But as I've gotten older and I inch closer to 30, I'm like, Mm-mm, I can't do this anymore, man. I cannot do this. Oh, see, I, I'll be honest. Like I've always been that person who's needed a lot of sleep. Like I, when oh, okay. I, yeah, when I would like wait, when, when on the weekends I would sleep until like one or two, I would do, mm. if, if my parents didn't wake me up, I would sleep until like four or 5 PM. Jeez. Dude. And my parents were like, Tiffany, get up. And the worst part is too, I was, they were, I was horrible at waking up. Like they would have to like shake me profusely to get me to wake up. Cause that's how much of a sound sleeper really? I was. Oh, the military fixed that in an instant. <laughs> in an instant. My parents were like, I don't know how they're going to wake you up. Nah, Reveille? Dude, half the time I was up before that because it would give me a heart attack. Like, right. I barely even got sleep in basic training because I had like night guard duty all night long too. I don't even know how I Oh, survived. that's terrible. I know. So, but now I do. Like now I'll hear something and like wake up and I'm like, oh, right. Okay. I guess okay. this is what getting older is like. <laughs> I guess I won't sleep until two. I can't even do that anymore. Like, I would have anxiety. Right. I would wake up and be like, dude, my whole day is gone. Like, I literally just wasted yep. my whole day off. Yep. That's how um, I feel, too. Like, I I don't know. I can't sleep in worth a, worth a crap. Dude, this is adulthood at its finest, right? Uh, like, it's us- horrible. <laughs> sleeping and eating and less complaining about how we don't get enough of it and like all these other things like this is adult. well here's the thing too though and you know I used to pride myself on being a workhorse and then I don't know man like it's not something to be glamorized yeah like at all like oh you mean like just working yourself so, into the ground yeah it's not it's not cool it's not cool at all yeah I'll say this um, there was something that I, that I was reading and they were talking about like, you know, just as human beings like developed throughout the years, um, and like back in like, I, I don't know, like our ancestry, like caveman days, they were saying that like, we weren't, we weren't just like sleeping for like seven, eight hours at a time. Like the whole, right. like, you know, everyone's saying like, you need to get like a good 70 hours of sleep. Like they slept when they could like multiple right. times throughout the day. Cause that's right. what they do. And like, even when I was like deep in the woods and like teaching survival to my students like we would do that as well like especially like on one of the last chill days like 
they got you know they do like a couple hour task and or like they would do a bunch of tasks for like four or five hours and then take like an hour nap and then we would all do like and then like keep going because that's what survival is like when right. your body is tired you sit there and go oh oh you want to go to bed so go okay. to sleep then you right. take a nap two three hours or however long your body your body will naturally for the most part wake it wake itself up on its own and then mm-hmm. you continue on with your task and then like you keep going until yeah we just so happen to you know what i mean like i don't you're know you're right yeah so now we're just crazy to think about <laughs> yeah sleeping it is crazy 70 hours at a time and like is that good is it bad like i don't know is it normal yeah it's so strange to think about i don't know but i could use a nap every once in a while i'll tell you that Yes, I, I, um, I feel like a lot of workplaces should, should have those nap pods, you know, what I'm uh, about? absolutely. And it should be allowed, like, just like people get smoke breaks, you know, they go out every, you know, every time for smoking. Um, and by the way, too, if you like, I guess, count up a lot of those breaks, I'm sure they equal up to make maybe an hour or two a day, you know, they might right. be out there like smoking, right? Give everyone else like, Hey, you guys can take a couple hour nap break during the day. You know, I would love like, that. Right. Let's petition this. Let's do this. I, I agree. I'm I'm <laughs> writing a letter. Let's do it right now. Let's start getting people signing it. Let's we'll walk around and who's <laughs> <laughs> for free naps throughout the day. People are going to be like, I think people are going to say yes, but it's never going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I don't I don't know that you can mandate naps. So true. Yeah, they can mandate other things, but just not naps, apparently. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Well, I love this good news for you, and I think everyone else does, too. And I, and I think there's so many women out there who are like, girl, we know how it feels. It's so nice to get that ring, and, like, it's so exciting. So I'm beyond happy, like, ecstatic for you. Obviously, I almost lost my voice, so uh, yelling. Like, uh, well, I know, and it was, like, the bliss. best surprise ever. It scared the crap out of me, but, <laughs> hey, I should... I should honestly just expect it from now on. You really should. Like you already know. I think that anyone who knows me well enough, when they get a voice text message, they're like, ooh, we probably should be careful opening this up yep, in public. Yep. Whether it is profanities or something inappropriately funny or even just really loud and obnoxious. I think everyone kind of knows that by now. So yeah, it's kind of like a cool, love you. it's like, it's a little cool surprise. You're like, what what am I gonna get? It's like a, one of those mystery grab bags, you know? <laughs> sometimes they turn out to be shit, sometimes they're kind of cool. So Right. Um right. so we okay, so we've been hearing from a lot of you guys, and literally the second half of this is just gonna be us answering your guys' questions. Like you guys have been writing in and wanting advice and certain things, and like we from our own experience or screw ups, lessons learned, whatever, we're going to give you everything that we got. Right. All of it. And we're, by no means are we experts on any of these things. And by no means are, is our opinion. Right. These are just, again, like what we think our opinion are based upon what we learn. But here's the thing too, like every situation's different and everyone's body's different or whatever life completely is right. different. So uh, if anything, we really hope that any of this is like helpful to anyone who might be going through this um, in any of these situations. So first off, we had one of our babes write in and she wants us to talk about sex drive. Okay. All right. And okay. So she goes, listen, I need to hear about sex drive because 
I need to know how to get it back when old girl decided just to vanish. She goes, me and my husband are trying to get pregnant. And guess what? Like, you have to have sex to get pregnant. And having sex is now a chore. And it sucks. So, yeah, your girl needs any, like, tips or tricks. Now, here's the thing. I have been actually in your position before. And I'm sure there's other women who've been, too, where it feels like they don't have a sex drive. Right? In a sense. I think this can be, like, for a plethora of reasons though right like there's so many different things that could affect this so for me which I don't think is your case but I think maybe some other woman might be able to relate to this is like yeah um the relationship with my ex when I had lost and when I felt like I had lost it it was very tumultuous it was not it was very toxic uh it like there wasn't a lot of love and there wasn't um a lot of good. And so in many ways, I felt like the only time that he wanted to show me any love or be affectionate or even touch me or kiss me was to initiate sex. And I felt very used in some ways. And there was no like stimulus to like stimulate my like sexuality in a sense. Like I'm a, and the thing is too, is like I'm a very sexual person. Like I really do love to have sex, but first I felt like there was something wrong with me. Um, and I contributed it to my sex drive just being gone. I was like, maybe I'm just, I'm older. Maybe it's just like, maybe this is what happens. Maybe it just disappeared. And he was even kind of asking too, like, what's wrong with you? Do you need to get your hormones checked? Do you need to like all these other things? Cause apparently there was something wrong with me. Right. For not wanting to like be as intimate. Right. But I really think that had a huge, like our relationship and how horrible it was had a huge effect on it. Oh, I'm and sure. I felt completely turned off by the man. Like, I wanted nothing to do with him. Like, I mean, if we're going to be brutally honest, there was some times where I, like, I mean, I've never kissed a sibling before, but, you know, like, if you, like, there was a few times when he kissed me, I was like, oh, this feels like I would be, this is very awkward and uncomfortable. Like, I'd be kissing someone I shouldn't. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, even the right. kissing felt... Because I just feel like there was there was no connection anywhere else in our life. And, of course, that translated to the bedroom. So, like, I do know that there are women who have, like, talked before about how they feel like in certain relationships they didn't have a sex drive or they weren't as sexual. And the minute they got into a very healthy relationship um, where it was, like, very mutual and, like, they were getting their love languages met and their needs met and everything and vice versa, it, they were, like, 100% like tr trying to get it all the time where the guy was like, whoa, girl, settle down. So that could be one thing. I don't think that's for you, obviously, but I'm just saying like that's from my experience, right? Right. Um, so here's the thing too. There was another woman who was talking about like a sex therapist who was talking about the difference between sex drive and sex response. And I think what she shared was really good and I want to share it with you guys here really quick. So she said a man like sex drive is very very different from sex response most men have a sex drive whereas most women have a sex response she said we're literally comparing apples to oranges here it's a man's world versus a woman's world she goes so many women think or say that they have a low sex drive and they think that something is actually wrong with them and that they have to fix it like oh my sex drive's low i don't have want sex as much and she goes and that's simply just not the issue at all she goes women need a stimulus to, to have a sexual response. Most women need a stimulus to have a sexual response. 
She goes, whereas for men, you can literally walk past them and they have a thought and they they want to have sex with you. And they immediately, boom, because they have a sex drive, right? There's there's something in them that's driving them to consistently have sex, whereas women have to be like stimulated for it, right? And when you right. think of the way that p- men and women are made, men are made with an unlimited amount of sperm, right? Like, and they're supposed right. to just sow those seeds, like, you know? And when you think about that, that makes sense. Like, they're like, that's why I think a lot of men are like, you know, sex, they have that drive. Whereas women, like we have a limited amount of eggs. And so therefore I feel like we are a lot more selective with who we choose to procreate with. Right. Because like we are limited in that. And two, we need someone to stimulate us in many ways in order for like, not all the time, but you know, in order to want to have sex. Now she was saying like, this is true for most women, but she said there's definitely women out there who have like a sex drive, just like men. And there's just like, you know, uh, there's some men out there who need a stimulus like women. So it's not just for one or the other. Right. But she was just saying primarily. So she was saying, for example, that like women need something to respond to in order to feel that sexual response, like smells, looks, touch, feels, um, the way the guy treats her, et cetera, et cetera. And she was also saying that stress plays a huge role in sex, that we apparently have this stem in our brain that receives pleasure. And when we are stressed, it's that that stem is like almost completely blocked from receiving any type of pleasure. So when we are stressed, so many times we don't want to initiate sex or have sex because like that, you know, pleasure receiving stem is blocked. Right. And it's like, that makes so much sense. Right. Because here's the thing. Like when you think about it, when someone was like, even when our ancestors were like stressed back in the day, they're in like flight or fight mode and they're in survival mode. They're like trying to stay alive. They're not trying to procreate. Your body's sitting there going, no, we're trying to survive right now. Let's worry about like having kids later on. So I feel like we're still similar. So she was just saying that like men need to start setting up stimulus for their women to respond to. Like, so if, so a lot of times, and actually I just got a DM recently too from a guy who asked Tiffany, my girlfriend lost her sex drive. Like, what do I do? I'm like, what the fuck? Um, Here's the thing, though, is like, what are you doing to help that or to stimulate that? Right. Like, like you mean, are you just sexual like needs? wanting sex all the time and like expecting her to reciprocate? Or are you like doing nice things for her around the house or like just being nice mm-hmm. to her? Yeah. Do you like when we when we talk about the stress, right? If you have your wife with like her plate full of like kids and work and house chores and duties and everything else. If you are able to lighten the load on her and take off some of that stress, could you imagine number one, her being less stressful. So therefore the stimulus, like, you know, like, and then you stimulate her in this way of like actually helping her out. But two, now she actually has time to like give to you too, you know, right. That will make a world of difference. Well, the caveat off the stress thing, too, I feel like if you're stressed about getting pregnant and having a baby, that's Mm going to cause it, too, because I feel like you felt that way as well, because you and I had this conversation of like you just being stressed out because you weren't getting pregnant. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. Do you remember the one time we didn't try was when I got pregnant? Right. 
So I was on like this medication to like help us out. And of course, I'm like stressing every month and we're not getting pregnant and that doesn't help either. And then one month I couldn't get it. I was like, okay, whatever. We didn't like time the sex and we didn't like purposely try to have it on a certain day. And that was when I got pregnant. And that makes it difficult because I know there's some people out there who are like really, really trying. And I've heard multiple times, like when you stop trying, it'll happen, which by the way, I kind of hate that. Right. Like in any sense sometimes, especially like, yeah, but it, I think in the, in the terms of sex, it is kind of true because I think when you allow your body to relax and to not be in like this stressful, like survival mode, then your body is like, cool. Let's look like, let's let that sperm in. Let's, let's do its thing. It, exactly. It's like, uh, I can breathe literally. <laughs> yeah. So I know you, I mean, I know you have like, I know you probably haven't experienced as much cause there's a difference. Cause I, you, you have a high sex drive. I feel like, or yeah. you have a sex drive, right? Yeah. Whereas I like, and I think there are some women out there too that are, are, that are actually like that. Like, you know, and it's like, it doesn't matter no matter what. And that's great. But I also think there are women out there who's like, dude, like there's something up. And beyond the fact of like stress and possibly like, you know, maybe you and your partner having to like work some things out. I do know too, that like, obviously the state of your health and your body does like affect it as well. Oh, for sure. You know, just like Dr. Frank told us in the past and like all these other health experts, like working out, eating healthy, getting your hormones level checked, um, like taking some type of probiotics to help your gut or supplements to help your libido. Um, maca root, like I took maca root and I think that was very helpful, like with like, you know, making me want to have sex with <laughs> my ex at the time when I kind of didn't want to, you know, um, and here's the thing, too. Like, can I just say this? Like, keep it, like, keep it interesting. Like, spice it up. Like, make a video. Like, role play. Like, bring uh, toys in. Dress up. I don't know. Like, I'm telling you right now, when you just sit there and you're like, hey, let's let's go. You know, like, lick it. Stick it in. Let's just do it. Like, it really does make it a chore. And that's hard. Like, you're going to have plenty of chores after you, like, have a baby. So, like, why make it a chore having a baby? Seriously, make it fun. Like, as much as you can. You know? Enjoy it. Yeah. I know this is... I know people might not agree with me on this, too. But, like, where I got to the point... Like, I got to the point where I was having sex when I really didn't want to. And, like, it was losing, like... It was was the chore. And eventually I was like, okay, I'm still going to have it, like, when I really want to. And I know that could have prolonged my preg- like me getting pregnant, but for me, like that's what I have rather have chosen than like forcing myself, you know, right, right, to do it. And I know there's sometimes too where like where you're where you're not really in the mood, and then like you start trying, you're like, oh, now I am, like let's go. And I get that that happens because I don't really feel like women are always just like sitting there like ready to go. Like, come on, come on. Let's go. Like guys are as much, you know. But yeah, like dudes, if if your wife or partner or whoever is like, you know, if you wish that they had a higher sex drive, guess what? There's a lot you can do to help stimulate that. So you need to start looking at what you can do to help that out. And girl... I'll tell you this. If there's certain things that you need your husband to do uh, to make it seem less like it's a chore, 
or like take stuff off your plate or whatever, let him know, like communicate that. Cause I think that's going to be really beneficial. Right. Yeah. Just deload yourself a little bit. Yeah. And that's so much easier. That's so much easier said than done too. Cause as we sit here, we're like thousand percent stressed with work and whatnot. Right. (laughs) So, but I know I spoke a little bit more on that one because I know like I dealt with that and like I can actually like because I know it's it's hard to speak on something when you're like yeah I don't really yeah uh, I'm nope, like really, never been yeah I have nothing to add to that I'm sorry yeah no it's okay but so that's just from my experience and I hope that helps and if any of you ladies have anything else to add like DM us on Big T Energy podcast on Instagram and we will happily share that in the next episode we'll do an update um. Because, of course, like, we want everyone to be able to benefit from this. And, like, if there's something that particularly worked for you, like, let's talk about it. You know, sharing is caring. Yep, sharing sure. is caring. Okay. Um, okay, so we have this next one. And, Tara, I think you'll be able to speak upon this. <laughs> oh, boy. So we got hit up. And she goes, ladies, I absolutely love you. Love the podcast. I seriously oh, girl, we wish- love you, too. <laughs> she's like i seriously wish we were friends which by the way we are uh you just don't know yet um she goes can we talk about difficult in-laws please and how to deal with difficult family members i'm gonna let you take this one away i have a lot to add to this one too oh man i'm you do and that's the funny part we both have a lot to add to this So luckily, the family that I am going to be marrying into, they're all amazing. I'm really close with his mom. Um, His dad and his sisters are all really amazing. So I got really lucky. I got the full package on this one. However, my first marriage, (laughs) oh, man, Um, it was like... (sighs) Man, I don't even know how to say this nicely, but it was so dysfunctional. Um, I was stressed out about it. So his mom was an alcoholic, unfortunately. His dad was normal but had really messed up, made his mom be an alcoholic. And basically, when we had gotten married, I had not met any of them. Mm. And so I, he had given me a heads up about this originally, but I did not know the extent of it until like I tried to get it to know his mother and sometimes she'd be normal. Other times she's screaming at me on the phone, calling me the C word, calling me a dumb bitch. Like, and it would just be so random. I mean, because that's an alcoholic's mindset. If like, I feel like we already talked about this when hurt people hurt people. Um, and then alcohol being like the factor in that, um, yeah, she would just call me like, and I'd hang up on her and then she'd leave me these nasty voicemails for hours. Like I'm talking like I would have 20 plus voicemails in my my inbox and I'm just like, you know, like this isn't cool. And then one day when I went to visit his family, I finally got to meet her and she was like on one of her drunk trances like just screaming at people cussing at everyone and then I walked in and she was calm she looked at me and was like oh my gosh Tara like it's so good to finally meet you and I sat with her for a while and I was like what can I get you because I'm pretty calm in situations like that I think I only like sort of lost it on her like once or twice 
mm-hmm. um, because she was like screaming at me and calling me names. And I was just like, man, like you're like my abusive ex-boyfriend, like, and I don't even have to deal with this. Like, this is crazy. Um, so it was just like all out dysfunction. She would be really kind to me one day. And then the next, like, I didn't know which her I was getting if I answered the phone. Um, but I mean, I wish I knew how she was doing because at the end, like my ex-husband was paying for an apartment, like closer to us and she got a job, but was still drinking, just not as heavily. Mm-hmm. And it was just, man, it stressed me out. When they say, like, you should marry into a good family, like, mm-hmm. oof. But, like, obviously sometimes you can't control that because you can't control other people. And I get that. I get that. But honestly, dealing with them, you don't have to deal with them. Like, no. you do not have to subject yourself to the mean and cruel things that people say like some moms are jealous because you took their son away from them which is completely ridiculous yes some moms are just alcoholics or drug users or you know maybe they're just mentally not okay and they take that out on you because you're like just there but you do not have to deal with that crap like I removed myself from that situation and I mean, I was relieved. I I basically had told my ex-husband, I was like, hey, like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm blocking her number. And this is what we're going to do. And I did. And I had her blocked from like, ooh, like probably a year to the end of our relationship and never talked to her again because I was so tired of it. I was so tired of being screamed at. And like, I was like, man, lady, you don't even know me. And you're sitting here calling me the C word. Like that's get, crazy get it together man. like there's the difference between cuss words but when you pull out the c word when you don't know somebody like goodness yeah that's that was purposely done to like oh hit yeah deep or to like yeah oh yeah and you know she wouldn't remember the next day either and that was like the like the craziest part to me i'm like how do you not remember being so nasty But I mean, when you're that deep into alcoholism, like I imagine that it's just that way. I I don't really know. But I mean, my best advice for that is to remain calm. Do not let their negative actions, words, anything get to you. Like deal with it outside. But also remove yourself from that situation. If your significant other still wants a relationship with them, that's fine. But that doesn't mean you have to. Mm hmm. Because that's not fair to anybody to be talked to and treated like that. So, oof. And I know you've been through the ringer to it too with it. Like, oh my god. Here's okay. So here's any advice I can give to someone before you get married. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Like, you need to meet their family beforehand, and not just like meet, but you need to spend like a weekend with them. You need to spend holidays with them. You need to spend some legitimate time with your partner's family before you marry into it. Because, like, the reason why I say this is because I feel like you can find out a lot about the person you're going to marry from their family. And in you some know, cases. In some, and I'm not saying all, because here's the thing. There are sometimes the apple does not fall too far from the tree. And like, and in my case, maybe the person that you're with has just been really great at hiding it and gaslighting it. And it's exactly like one of their super toxic parents. Or, or 
It's the complete opposite. That person right. ran as far away as they could from the damn tree because yep. they saw <laughs> their parents and they were like, I will never be like that. And they turned out amazing. And then they're the complete opposite. Right. But either way, I would still suggest like getting to know them because I still think that either way you you getting to know their family helps you get to know them more in a more intimate level. Maybe if they did run away from their family and like is complete opposite, maybe you can like really relate a lot more and be a lot more empathetic to maybe some of the things that they struggle with or that they're not okay with or whatever, because you see that they dealt with it with their family. Right. right. And that can make your relationship grow stronger or you start seeing certain things. You're like, wow, you're exactly like your dad in this or exactly like your mom. Yeah. So I just, <laughs> Oh, did you pick that one up? Huh? Yeah, right. Oh, now I see where you got that. So, and not in a bad way. I'm just saying, like, see what you're getting into. Because here's the thing, too. With some, some people are close to their family. And you're going to be around them a lot. So you want to see what you're going to be dealing with. And the other people don't even talk to their family. Like, they don't even exist. Right. Like, my first husband, like, he wanted nothing to do with his family. Like, they, like, did not exist. So I didn't meet them beforehand because he didn't want me to. And there was something there that I still can't understand that I was like, whatever. Right? Which sucked because I always wanted to have, like, I was always looking forward to having a great mother-in-law. And then there was the second family. And, um... <laughs> You know, I will say, can I just say this? I'll just say this. Say it. The first, the first holiday I spent with them was an absolute shit show, Tara. Like, and in all honesty, I was so blind, obviously, to so many red flags, including with his family. Tara, it was horrible. Everyone was like toxically drunk, like really bad drunk, like, like going off on each other, like could barely oh stand. Gosh fallen into like bonfires and while part of it was really fun part of it was like is this normal you know yeah and there was so many fights dude there were so many fights there was so much family drama like his mom had beef with his dad and his stepmom was nice to his mom but would talk shit behind her back and his stepdad was just trying to like you know like keep the peace his soon-to-be brother-in-law like was apparently like fighting with his sister and everyone would get involved in their relationship and their, and they were all shit on the brother, the soon to be brother-in-law. And I'm like, Oh my God, is this what I'm getting into? Is everyone going to shit on me? You know? Right. And they were like getting involved in their relationship and everyone was like, and she was crying and mad. And like, it was so much. Oh, and they, they hated one of the cousins and the cousin caused like family drama and like broke up their family. And then his mom, was like hated by the rest of her siblings it was so much like you can make a tv show from this i kid you not and i that sat there that one holiday that literally <laughs> one holiday that i spent like three days at was a whole series and instead i should have been like wow this is not really this is not normal like let's no. let's Let's spend a little bit more time here. But instead, I, yeah, because like the apple did not fall actually far at all from the tree. No, and it literally pl plopped on the first <sighs> branch. <laughs> Sat there rotten. And rotted. And rotted. And so, um, and by, I'm not sitting here trying to say my family is perfect by any means, but I do think it makes a big difference. And so, yeah, like there, you know, his sister uh, caused some issues in our marriage for sure. And his mom did too. And, and the, here's the thing as well. Some people are still very tied in with their parents and some people are not. And you have to see this beforehand too. Like, is he going to sit there and go, listen, you're, you are about to be my wife 
and like I want to marry you and like you're my woman like you like you're my life like yes I love my family and I always will love them but like you're my number one right and some people don't think that some people are like no my mom will always be my number one and I'll choose my family over you no matter what because they're my blood and they're my family and like if that's something you they have to ask yourself that's something you want to deal with yeah um, which it shouldn't like why are you marrying that person because technically I, like you're branching off of your family to create your own family so i agree i agree and you have to see like how they handle sticking up for you or how they handle like if you have so like with difficult in-laws if your in-laws are not treating you well and if your partner is not saying hey uh-uh this is my this is the love of my life. You're not gonna treat them this way. And I'm not gonna put up with this very kindly and respectfully. And if you're gonna keep treating them this way, we're we're not gonna come around and you're not gonna have access to anymore or whatever you wanna do, right? But like that has to happen. The problem is, is like if that's not happening, then there's you know, that's something that you have to work out with your partner. Like right. why is this why? And yes, there's <laughs> why? part of you too. <laughs> there's part of you too that could stick up for yourself um as well, right? But and, and, and like, hopefully your partner is going to have your back and say, yeah, absolutely. I'm not okay with you, like, calling her up and cursing her out and calling her the C word for, like, hours on the voicemail. You know? <laughs> like, that should have been a conversation. Like, mom, leave her alone. Like, do I, you mean, know I mean? And like, I feel like he did. Like, he really did stand up for me. Yeah. Um, but there was no stopping that besides blocking her. Oh, sure. Like, yeah, you were in, yeah, your situation's totally different. Like, for me, at the beginning, like, I just told him, like, can you at least have my back? Because he just never did. And I was getting shit on time and time again. And here's the worst part, is eventually when he did have my back, when I did, like, nothing, but I was getting shit on, and I, like, just went through a miscarriage, and, like, apparently, like, I... (laughs) I went, I was going through a miscarriage and I was invited to a baby shower that I never got an invitation for. And then his sister's baby shower, right? Like his sister apparently invited me to this baby shower, but I never got the invitation for it. I never actually got an invite or a text or anything. Probably because you weren't invited. I wasn't. And so, (laughs) but all of a sudden now I was like the like enemy, right? Like his mom and his sister hated me because how dare I not give her a gift, get her a gift, uh, for the party that I was invited to. So I like, I had no clue and I was apologizing. You know what I mean? And, and like he was sitting there and all of a sudden I think he was like starting to see the light a little bit and they were like making this whole situation super dramatic. And I remember even at one point too, they're like, listen, if this is how she wants to be, like she doesn't have to come over for the holidays. And like they invited him over for like Thanksgiving and Christmas, but not me. <laughs> of course. Really? And I was just kind of like, whatever. And I, you know, extended, like I tried texting her, extending an olive branch. And I like, I did, I bought her, like, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I missed it. I never got the invitation. I like, I went on Amazon and tried to get as much as I could for her on her like little like list. And I, I really tried, like, don't get me wrong. I tried multiple times, but there's really so much you can do. Um, and so, yeah. So I would say with just like Tara said, so with difficult in-laws, like you're going to have to, you're going to have to establish some boundaries, man. Um, you know, and like if it's so bad to the point where you like go over for holidays and you just feel like a piece of shit and like it's really uncomfortable, you need to probably communicate with your partner and say, listen, I think like we might need to limit our time with your parents a little bit because it's making me feel like really uncomfortable or. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think that they like me or maybe we need to sit down and have a talk together. And sometimes there's only so much yeah. you can do. Right. Uh, I mean, you can't change people. And that's the problem. Like, that's 
absolutely the problem. And if, if you're going to tolerate them treating you like crap, then they're going to continue to do it. Once you put your foot down and remove yourself from that situation, they're no longer allowed to do that. You've completely revoked all right. I mean, they don't have a right to do it in the first place. Don't get me wrong, but you've completely removed all right to your life. And people hate that. And either they look at it and we're like, oh, well, maybe this is why, or they continue to be jerks. And that's not your problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's like, I mean, if you are dealing with difficult in-laws, like limit time and accessibility to, to yourself. Right. Right. Keep the line of communication open with your husband and be like, Hey, listen, you know, and hopefully he's really loving and understanding of it. And, and is like helping you out. And if, <laughs> if he's not and it, you know, that's another whole another different story of like things you probably, you guys are probably gonna have to work on and probably go through therapy together to couples counseling to like work right. through because that's, that's hard. Um, cause I know there's some guys out there, uh, who are huge mama's boys and the mom is like, you always be my little baby. Like my ex's mom babied him all the time, dude. Like grown at grown ass man, like, shooting terrorists right and she'd be like oh my little christopher oh, so like anytime she would see him and i was like what is going on yeah <laughs> that's weird what is this i remember even one time she called and she's like how's my little baby how's easter you doing your easter like she talked to him like he was two Ugh. and i was like what and he was like yeah, mom, we're just like chilling, watching like TV. And she was like, did your wife, like, by the way, I apparently didn't have a name half the time. Did your wife make you an Easter dinner? And he was like, no, we just chilled. Like we made some steaks and whatever. She And she was like, you're telling me your wife didn't bait, like didn't make you boil hard boiled eggs, deviled eggs and lamb chops. And blah, blah, blah. Oh, my poor baby. I'm so sorry you're treated so poorly. And I was like, uh. sitting there, like listening to this. And I'm sitting there going, are you, are you kidding me, dude? Like, yeah, you want to, you want to, nope, not wow. going to say anything. Like, do you know what I'm saying? And so there is that sometimes. And like, I think that if you meet the parents beforehand and you see the interactions, you're going to notice that before. And if you do. Oh, that's terrible. Address it. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I'm telling you right now, right. you're going to be dealing with it for a lot. Family's family. Like, if they're in his life, they're going to probably still continue to be in his life. Right. And that means your life too. So uh, I wish that I, I know, like I kind of wish that she gave us like a little bit more like, uh, like they, you know, do, they do this, they do that. So we can address that in particular, but I hope that helps. Cause we both have very different situations. Like mine, you know, I kind of had to learn how to tolerate and live with you just had to cut yours off. Yeah, exactly. You know, they wouldn't reach out to me, but there was definitely some issues sometimes. So <laughs> I will definitely say, I will say they, I think a, fa- I think a f- the their family or your family could really enhance your guys' relationship or hinder it. I truly believe that. Right. I think that it depends too on what you both allow as well. You know what I mean? A thousand percent. So like in your case, they were trying to really hinder your guys' relationship or marriage, but because he wouldn't tolerate it and you wouldn't either, you guys were able to cut that off. Boom. Sometimes I think families do hinder relationships and they and other people allow it. And I think other times mm-hmm. families really enhance and they make the relationship and marriage better, and that's great. Or 
they you know people want to enhance it and they don't let them in you know to help so right oh i girl i'll tell you this right now i feel for you and it just makes me even more thankful that i'm marrying into a good family (laughs) like (laughs) oh gosh you know what i gotta be honest as a kid I, i never dreamed about like having a big wedding but i have dreamed about having a, a cool ass stepmom right mom mother not stepmom not stepmom <laughs> no I, I love my mom i don't need a fucking stepmom mother i don't want like, no stepmom i don't need no stepmom i have always like dreamed of having like the funnest most exciting hilarious mother-in-law that right. i could like hang out with that's you know that i can love just like my own mother for and sure. I, I, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to still believe that hopefully for one day. We'll see. Hey, if I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm going to write that in every part of your next relationship. I know. <laughs> I'm going to say, Hey guys. So this is my extended family. They're, <laughs> this is they're my, everywhere. This is my sister, Tara. Uh, <laughs> she would like to meet you all. Yeah. Sit down for an interview. You guys look nothing like shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> We're literally sisters. Be quiet. Um, okay. And then we have one more here. And I still think, even though you haven't been through this, I still think you can probably give some really great advice here. Um, she said, Hey ladies. So I have to say, I really have to say that your podcast is hilarious. I love listening to you guys. You guys always make me laugh. And I wanted to ask you guys for some advice. So I'm dating this amazing man. We met in the military and he is literally everything to me. Red we flag. Are... <laughs> <laughs> we joke. We joke. Um, we are starting. Oh, Tara. We are starting a long distance relationship soon. Oh, boy. After dating for a year. Okay. Um, He has three beautiful children from a previous marriage, and I haven't met them yet. I was perfectly fine with not meeting meeting them yet because we really didn't want to rush it. We both wanted to make sure that our relationship was strong before taking that step, which, by the way, I really respect that a lot. For sure. Um, She goes, I am really super nervous about meeting them because it's such a big deal for the both of us. And, you know, if if they don't like me. You know, I'm obviously not going to push it with them. And I feel like if they don't like me, I would probably have to end the relationship with him. I love this man to death. And he loves me probably more than I think I love him. And we've talked about getting married one day and having kids of our own. But honestly, this part of meeting them really makes me nervous. They are 12, 7, and 6 years old. Any advice you guys can give for me would be really appreciated. Give them so. candy. <laughs> <laughs> With drugs in it, okay? <laughs> Get them really high. What so they're like, the this hell, lady's awesome dad, What no, in kidding. the world? Who says that? <laughs> I'm kidding. Can you imagine, though? Oh, my oh gosh. My God. Um, well, let's see. I'll be honest. When I first met um, my... When I first met my ex's daughter... Of course, I was pretty nervous. But here's the thing. Like, I I love kids. And I'll be honest. Like, kids to me are kind of like animals. I think they sniff out bullshit really easily. I really do. Like, I really think. Like, and kids are so honest, by the way. 
Yeah. And I think that sometimes to see things for the way they are because they're not like adults yet overthinking and overanalyzing everything and have anxiety. Um, so for me, I think the best advice that I can give you is just be yourself. Like he loves you for a reason. And I think it's because you're this amazing woman that he knows that he wants to spend the rest of his life with and that you're going to make an amazing mother and that you're an incredible wife because you have all these character traits and like qualities that he's been looking for. And so I truly believe that his kids are going to see the same thing. And, and here's the thing with kids, like some of them are going to be really accepting of you and they're going to think you're really cool. And they're going to be like, Oh my gosh, this is so awesome. Right. And other times they're going to be a little hesitant or reserved or be like, no, I'm not okay. Cause maybe you're taking away time from their father or maybe they think you're trying to steal away their dad from their mom or like, I don't know, maybe their mom's putting stuff into their head. Like, I don't know. Right. right. So we can go one way or the other, but all I, the best advice I can give is be yourself hundred percent and just be very loving and understanding of whatever happens, whether it's take if it takes a while like you're gonna have to be patient and like just keep trying little by little and not push things and not force it but you know um I think that if you're like very persistent and consistent and show that you're there to stick around and that you are you know a loving person and they can trust you like trust takes time to build you don't just get it right away no and so and I mean that's with kids too like yeah kids aren't stupid no like at all not at all and well, they're, they're 12, a little seven. gullible. They're gullible, so. Yeah, a little naive because of, you know, not as much life experiences. But 12, 7, and 6, they're going to be pretty aware of things. Right. You know? And, like, have thoughts and feelings of their own and feel certain ways and whatever else. So right. I think the coolest part is because they are 12, 7, and 6, like, you're going to be able to have, like, normal conversations with these kids. You know? Like, you don't have to, like, talk to him like a baby like you can just talk to him like normal right and they're gonna right. tell you things straight up so i don't know i think that's what i would hi- like suggest what do you think besides candy i mean that's the best advice i got that's what i do <laughs> <laughs> if i want a kid to like me i give them something dude i do know some people who do do that i mean but here's also the thing like kids are like weirdly attracted to me and i don't like it Really? Like, stay away from me. That's funny. I I will say this. It's, I To be fair, though, it's always the creepy little kids. Like, the ones oh, who that are makes, just, like, staring at sense. you, and you're just like, what? Like, the kid who sits there is like, I love turtles, is, like, yeah, obsessed like, with what you. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Guess I, I love get the it. energy that I attract, but whatever. There like, you go. kids are cool. They're fine, except when they start screaming. Yeah, but like 12, 7, and 6, really not as much. I as hope not. It, it shouldn't be as much. But um, me- like me- memories, building memories. Like, so for example, yeah. if you are like, just like you said, like if you were to come with candy, right? Like if you, if you find out like their favorite candy and like you just happen to have, I don't know. Like, let's just say like, it's always like Skittles or something. Right. And every time you hang out with them, you have like a bag of Skittles in your purse. And like, maybe like halfway through, you just whip it out and like, Hey, you guys want some? And they're like, oh, yeah, I'll take a few. Or like, you know, you wow, the Skittles and, like, lady. Yeah. But all of a sudden, like you build a memory with them kind of, and like, right. it's something small, but then or, like the I next mean, time you do it again, like, doing something with them that they like to do, 
that's also yes. a good memory to do. So like careful planning. Cause I mean, all the kids aren't going to like everything, especially when there's three, but still like doing something that all five of you can enjoy and the kids are excited. They're like, wow, this lady's cool. But also like, don't be too cool that like all of a sudden you don't become cool when you don't do those things. You're still an adult. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like kids need boundaries and they need discipline and they need, you know, structure and stuff. So, yeah, like, yeah, definitely don't be the pushover. Right. But at the same time, like, here's the thing. You are you. You'll never be their mom. And that's fine because you're not trying to replace their mom. But the coolest part is like, you know, you now are another awesome person in their life um, and you could have possibly an impact on them. And that's a really awesome opportunity for you to um to have right and i would also say though like make sure you're not like trying so hard um because like i mean people aren't gonna always like you like what if like two out of the three really like you but the one is just has an attitude problem like that's not a you problem yeah that like who knows what they may be going through like who knows who knows what's going on at home kind of like what you said like mom could be feeding them things and as fair as that's not, I mean, that's life. That's their mom. And hopefully yeah. it's not like that for you. I like pray that it's not like that for you at all. But I mean, like be yourself, but also realize like you cannot please everyone. Absolutely. But Here's hey girl, too. I'll be praying for you big time because that's, that's scary. It's a little nervous. I was just going to say like, I know you're nervous, but like I guarantee they are just as nervous and he is just as nervous because while oh, you... Sure. Well, you want them to like you and you want it to work out. He wants the same, right? And I truly don't think that kids are sitting there going in like, oh, I'm going to make this woman's life hell. And like, you know, well, like, I don't think they want fair, that either. Some kids are like that. Well, they could be. I guess I haven't seen it really firsthand. But, you know, um, and that could be another whole another thing, too. But, you know, they're like, I think all the parties are just as nervous. I think all people can do is um, be themselves. And be very, like, understanding uh, of the situation and let it just slowly grow and not force anything. Right. You know? One thing, one really cool thing that we did uh, with my ex's daughter that I would just give, like, an idea if you want to is, like, we didn't get to spend as, like, a ton of time with her. And so, therefore, we took a lot of pictures when we hung out. And at the end of every trip, we make her, like, a little album um, with all the pictures like actually printed out like an old school album and like either you can That's get her so little ones cute. yeah with little ones or you can get her like one big photo album and I think the coolest thing is that she would have this in her room and like look through it and like she would vividly remember these moments that we had right like her and I were like she's like oh Tiffany this is the princess park I was like yeah and she's like this is when you fell off the swing I was like yes and like <laughs> whatever it be and she would remember these like really fun moments right she's like oh my gosh this is when you and dad took me to bowl and I got the strike and I was like yeah that's right and so because of that I think it makes those special moments even more special and she can remember them and look back and so I think depending on like I don't know how much time you guys will have together I know you said you're about to be long distance so you know, if that's something something you want to implement like later on, I would highly, you know, well, not highly, but I would just like suggest it if you want, because I think that just helps to remember the like the times you guys built together. Right. right. So you don't just become like unknown, like you're still kind of like in their memory. Right. And they can cherish those moments. So 
it's the same thing with like long distance. Like you live off the last <laughs> experience you had together. Like that's what's feeding your soul. Yeah, I'm gonna be you happy know? for like the next month and some change till I see him because I can look down and be like, oh, look at it. Yes. You see what I mean? Until like you and until you get your cup full again by like seeing him. Right. So I think it's the same thing with like for kids and memories with that. So, but hey, girl, good luck. Like, please let us know how it goes. We're rooting for you. You seem amazing. And I feel like these kids are going to absolutely love you. I know. I do too. I'm really excited for you because it is fun. It is fun. That's a big step. And that's a good big step. It is. And the fact that you guys took a long, like, a while to sit there and make sure your guys' relationship was strong and, like, it was good. And, like, because this is a big step. Some people, you know, like, willy nilly just, like, have people in and out of their kids' lives. And some people are, like, you know, pretty serious about it. And um, I think that's really awesome what you guys are doing. So keep us updated, for sure. Please. On on that one. Yes. So, well, here, I'll say this. So so I have a little little update. And um, so yesterday I did an episode with Angie Nyland. And you guys will hear it um, coming up next week. And she's this army veteran who, oh, she's such a badass chick who started this nonprofit organization called veteran Mustang mission, where basically she has, uh, wild Mustangs that she like houses and she'll have veterans who have experienced like PTSD or going through a really hard time, rehab these Mustangs for like 14. That is so cool. And they both literally, heal each other in this process like because there's a lot of like patience and empathy and learning and like you can't get fresh it with the horse because if you do you'll lose all the trust and you'll have to like take two weeks to regain the trust back and you have to be very mm-hmm. patient with it because it's why it's crazy and i know Horses like are so sensitive and then add the wild factor into it and you right? i mean like imagine like being taken from your home like and that's mm-hmm. what happens to wild horses they're ripped from their homes and you know, luckily they end up with people like her, which is so cool. And then they get rehabbed and they can find great homes. Hopefully it's with some of these veterans. I can't wait to listen. It is. Yeah. She was saying, so like, here's the saddest part is she was saying that uh, there's a lot of these like wild Mustangs that are just getting like put down or like getting turned mm-hmm. into like food, I guess too, or something. And that like, she literally has been taking them in. And then she said a lot of these veterans come attached to them like right away and then adopt them. And she said, it's not even that much to adopt them. It's only like a, like a couple hundred dollars. And then after they adopt them, they can then like, they're being used for like border patrol or like mounted uh, police horses or other stuff like that, like back in society after they've been trained. And I'm like, dude, this is incredible. Um, but anyway, like her and I, did an episode together which you guys will hear but I and I kind of talked about it a little bit but and I talked about it with Tara (laughs) um I know if you guys have been listening probably even since the very beginning with broettes there has been so much that's happened in my life and I would say the year 2021 has been a lot of learning and learning the hard way um and it's been a lot of healing and like ups and downs. And like I actually feels really good right now that I'm like not talking to anyone. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. So like you guys are gonna hear episodes that like that we recorded earlier of like me talking to like multiple guys or like all these other things. That's all from before. So this is the most recent, by the way. 
Um, there, and here's the thing too, like, I know that every single time Tara's told me something, it always comes from a place of love and she wants the best for me. And like people can sit there all day long and tell you what you should do or what you deserve, but you have to see it for yourself Mm -hmm. Um, and know it for yourself. And sometimes it takes us a a while to learn. And uh, I don't know what it was. There's something snapped in me one day. And like, I will not ever fault this man because I don't think this 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 guy had any ill intentions, and I don't think he, um, he like never like led me on. I feel like or like promised me anything. I think, in all honesty, like I feel like he always showed me his true colors. I just didn't want to see his true colors, right? Like, he's emotionally unavailable. He didn't really want anything. Um, he made it very like kind of clear through his actions. I just kept looking at potential and like wanting something more, right? And I, I guess I just kept asking myself, like, why do I keep putting myself in this situation where, like, I'm chasing or, like, I'm begging someone to love me, right? Right. Like, hey, see me. See my worth. Look at me. Like, I'm lovable. And I had this epiphany one night. Um, and it's it's hard because, like, you have to, like, look back and you have to, like, deal with childhood wounds and, like, things that, like, affected you in the past. And, like, I love my dad to death. And I grew up with daddy's girl. And, like, you know, you hear stuff all the time, like, daddy issues. And I never thought that I had that. And I, like, and I don't like that term either as much because I think it's, like, used for, like, people to be like, oh, like, she's a whore. Like, or, like, a, and I don't even like that term either. Like, or a stripper because she's had daddy issues. Like, you know. I really do think that my parents and I think most of our parents did their best with what they got. And like, I don't know, like my dad was raised in an environment where like emotions weren't showed shown like ever. Right. And he was criticized for like everything. And so being the oldest, like I didn't see my dad display any emotions really. And that you know, I had an emotional, unavailable dad uh, where, you know, being a young little lady, I was always just trying to, like, elicit something out of him, you know? And sometimes as kids, what we would try to do, we try to elicit some type of emotion. And if that even means frustration or anger, because, like, I'm getting under the skin, at least it's something because I'm right. Like, right. And I would act out sometimes and do it purposely. And while I know that my dad wanted the best for me and like there's a reason why I feel like I'm so successful in life when it comes to like work and how I was in college and the military because my dad like pushed me to, you know, to be the best at the same time. Like there was multiple times that like I really needed him to be like, Tiffany, I love you and I'm super proud of you. And like you killed it in that basketball game. Like, you know what I mean? But instead right. I got Tiffany, why don't you just box out? Like you got to box out better and blah, blah, blah. There was always criticism. Like there was never anything good to be said it was always you could do this better you could be better in this like you should be and while I understand his intentions fully of like him thinking like that was the way he showed love because that was the way his dad should love like you gotta be better I'm gonna push you to be better like I get that it was just hard sometimes so right I had this like realization that I look for that in a partner unknowingly like until now and now I can be a lot more aware of it because I sit there and go like okay this guy literally is telling me that he's like emotionally unavailable and I'm still like no I can change it like you know I said no you can't can't 
Yeah. And of course, as women, like women, I think a lot of times go into relationships thinking they can change the man, which is not the case. And I think a lot of times guys go into a relationship thinking that the woman will never change, which is not the case because people do change. And so in this case, I was going for an emotionally unavailable man who, by the way, did nothing like he's not a bad guy. He's actually a really great guy. I think he's just not ready for a relationship. And so therefore I kept putting myself in situations to like put my heart out there and to be exposed. And I kept trying to like show him like, Hey, you should love me. I'm a good person. Hey, look at me. I'm here. I'm worthy. Like, let me prove myself to you. And time and time again, I would hurt my own damn feelings doing it. It was never his like, you know, like nothing on him. It's totally, it's totally hundred percent on me. I did it to myself. And, um, you know, eventually I had to say enough was enough. And I was like, okay, like, let's stop imagining, like, and like having, like, looking at potential, like, let's see reality for what it is. And the one way I had to like do that and try to get over it is like my, my counselor was like, you just got to block him, man. You got to block him out of your life. Wow. Wow. Hmm. And that's what you said too. I know you guys all said it. And it took me three days. Literally. I saw this dude on a fucking billboard. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, if you're like, God, give me a sign. God gave me the biggest sign. (laughs) He literally did. He was like, let there be light. And on that day, Tiffany realized. There I am, like, sitting there like, I'm good. I'm not thinking of this guy. Boom. On the way to work, when I'm out of town, I see this billboard of him. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I, you know, I knew I shouldn't have reached out to him, but I did. And I like sent him the picture of it and I was like, oh my God, look, look, look. And like, I get, like, I got put into a state, a state of like anxiety. Like, why isn't he responding back? Like, I know he read it. Like, and also in like the, 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 like, like also my day was ruined. Right. And I realizing that this person had like some type of control and hold over me, whether they real, like, they didn't realize it, but like, I allowed them to have this. And I was like, we are done here. We are done. And I blocked him. And I had like a really good cry session that night, um, realizing everything. And like, you know, when you realize something like this, that's kind of big. And like, you look back in your life and you're like, wow, I really made a lot of mistakes. I really wish that wasn't the case. And like you sit there and I had to like tell myself that you are worthy of what you want and you are worthy of love and you're worthy of a guy like choosing you and calling you and all these things. Like it was kind of sad that I had to like tell myself that because I will tell everyone else that. And I do really feel like sometimes I, Like, I don't think that I'm unworthy, but at the same time, like, you know, the biggest male figure in my life, I felt like I constantly had to prove myself to. Right. Right. And like, so I think that I unknowingly for the longest time would choose men in that way. Like, that's literally how my first husband was. I chased after him for the longest time to try to show him how worthy I was. And then eventually once I stopped, he was like, oh, hey, what's up? And then became obsessed with me. So neither is healthy. Um, so yeah, I realized that. So there was that, that realization. And I know you guys are sitting here like, man, this girl's a mess. I am, I am a mess and I am, but you're our mess. I am untrying. I am trying to unmess myself and this, it's been a lot. And I like appreciate all the love and support of like me going through this healing journey. And listen, I am so brutally honest. I tell you guys, I don't hide anything. Like I tell you it all because this is me, you know, and we all go through our shit. And I think one reason why I, I share it too is because if there's someone going through something similar as well, I want you to know you're not alone. 
And there's always light at the end of the tunnel. And there's always learning and there's always healing. And sometimes, and, and healing's not linear either. Like, definitely there not. Are so, there are some days where I'm feeling on top of the world. I'm feeling good. I am confident. I, like, like, I mean, everything's great. And there's other days where I feel like I'm barely surviving. And I'm like, what is Hey, this that's guy? everyone, you know? Right. <laughs> like, I know. So that's one reason why I share it. Literally everyone. Well, you know? I'm sure everyone appreciates it. Appreciates it. Um, I mean, I know I do just because I love hearing that you see what I see. Mm-hmm. Um, and not I'm never gonna tell you I told you so. But I'm just happy you're finally realizing what everyone's been telling you. Yeah. It's it's it, I know it's hard for us to like because I even have a friend right now who like will tell me the way that her guy or this guy she was dating treats her and she keeps going back to him and like uh, I know exactly how she I know exactly how she feels and why I want to sit there and like hit her upside the head and be like you deserve better like oh my god why you keep doing this like I sit there and go listen I understand and like you I hope you do realize how Cause you know, he'll tell her all these horrible things about her. Like, you know, like, you know, you're never going to find better. You're horrible. You're hideous. All these things. And I have to, so instead I like try to remind her with the love, like, no, you are incredible and you do deserve the best. And out of 7.6 billion people in the world, believe me, you'll find someone a million times better than him. I promise you. For sure. And sometimes that's all people need is like the love and the reminder. Right. Like I think people know, like she knows what she's doing. Like I have friends that like, and my, or like family members or whoever who like, know, like they know they need to leave. And they're already so hard on themselves. Like I know they're beating themselves up. Cause even I was beating myself up inside. Like Tiffany, why you keep doing this? Right. I have these conversations. Sometimes all people need is like some acceptance and love. And just a reminder of it because obviously they're not getting love in some sort of fashion, which is why I think sometimes they're seeking it out in these like toxic ways. So I think this is people, if we can be like, listen, I don't approve of this, but I'm here for you. Like, you know? And so that's why I'm so appreciative of my friends that I have in my life and you and like Robin and my mom, because you guys are also different in the way you guys do it. You know what I mean? Like you're more like, I'm gonna hit you upside the head. Rose Mm -hmm. Robin's like middle of the road. And my mom's very much like, you know very like loving about it which is all good like it's you know the three bears goldilocks right. and three bears right um but yeah if you guys are going through something like this if even if you guys want to ride in and talk to us or whatever if you guys just need a little bit of like I don't we're know, here for up, it we are so if you guys want the lovey-dovey shit i'll give it to you if you guys need like the like the hard truth just to be like knocked upside the head tara's there for you yeah i so. got you my favorite activity that's the only time I feel like I get mean is when like people are being blind or like I really love someone like you Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it because to me that does nothing like I'm not gonna be like oh yeah this is a great decision when I'm like no no yeah exactly so there we go so that's good and, like, honestly, I'm at the point where this, like, even talking to another person is, like, kind of repulsive right now. But I think that's good. Like, I'm in. Right. I'm in t- I'm in TIFF mode. Like, I just want to take care of myself. And, like, there's a lot Which of stuff. Which is good. And that's what I want you to keep doing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it, I think it's really good, too. Like, the last few months of the year. Oh, my gosh. Crazy to say that. I we know. have literally. <gasps> we have, like, a month and a half left of the year. Ugh. Tara. 
It's I mean, about I'm to be 2022. 2022 is going to be a great year for me. So I, I believe it's going to be a great year for everyone, but I'm just going to be like that super positive person here. <laughs> I'm going to be positive you Patty. You better. 2020 is going to be a great year. 2021 <laughs> has been a year of healing. 2022 is going to be a year of thriving. I don't know. Yes, ma'am. I believe Yes, that. ma'am. All day long. So Agreed. Well, listen, if you guys have any more questions, advice, anything you guys want, write us. Um, I know we have a few more that came in, which, which we'll get to next episode. But uh, we're here for you guys. Always. Always. You know? And... Uh, yeah, dude, I can't believe you're engaged. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. You're getting engaged. I'm blocking dudes. We're both just killing it. We right are now. thriving. <laughs> I love this for us. Well, <laughs> you all, I hope you guys have a great week and a great weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye, beauty. See ya. <laughs>